Here is a question for you. Is AI coming for your white collar job? The advent of generative AI is ushering in a new era of technological disruption. For more, we're joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland from the USC. Usually um, I wear a white shirt when I saw this topic was coming up. <laughs> I decided yeah, to change yeah. my collar to blue. That's why I always wear red, you know. <laughs> yeah, what's a red collar worker? I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. me. It's me. Yeah, yeah, it's you. It's you. All right. Um, this is something that we've been talking about for a while, but um, if you don't think that AI can do your job, um, you're probably not paying attention is what we keep being told. How significant is the rise of AI in terms of taking white-collar jobs? And, I mean, that's pretty broad. Oh, it is. And, honestly, like, it is a, this fear that keeps coming up and being, uh, you know, even expanded in the media uh, and exacerbated for people who are too, really sort of trying to whether work out whether they're going to use AI or not. But, I mean, the, this recent report has said that, you know, big companies like Google, Duolingo and UPS, have they've had massive layoffs and they've attributed part of that to an increase in productivity through the use of AI. And so uh, drawing a long bow from that, this article also said that Possibly this would end sort of middle management positions, but honestly, I think we're a long way off yet. Yeah, I, I do tend to agree. Um, there, Look, I was reading a great, fabulous article that said you have at the moment the AI doomers and you have the AI advances, the ones taking opportunities and trying to see where it goes, and the doomers saying every job's going to go and it's no good anyway and it makes so many mistakes, um, which you could say uh, about the very first car compared to a horse. Um, in the end, it will happen and it will change. Um, and it depends on where you kind of sit on it, right? You talk about middle management. Why would, why would you target them? I guess uh, because there's a lot of sort of admin and um, people organisation. That's what this article was saying. So that's mm. so those sort of um, repetitive roles would, uh, would actually be taken over by AI in the future. But still, you know, look, I've been researching for this new book of mine. I've, I've interviewed 26 people in the AI space, whether they're studying it or using it or building it, and they're all saying, look, you're still going to need a human to drive this thing for it to actually work effectively. So I, I think, you know, actually completely replacing humans, is, uh, you know, may not ever. Yeah, and it's interesting, the NVIDIA CEO who, you know, NVIDIA, one of the biggest companies soaring on the stock market, doing better in terms of market cap these days, market value than Amazon. And the point that he made is that for the very first time, all AI really is, is that the terminology of a computer, instead of it being code, is now a lot more of a human language. And if we look at it like that, just as code doesn't write itself, humans do, it's about humans still using AI. But there are a lot of jobs. And I think the interesting point is that the rise of AI for some of these menial tasks, as we call them, um, is coming at a time where uh, governments are really clamping down on business. Um, in Australia, if you have more than 20 employees in a, a company, then they can get together and bargain. If uh, you know the, the work to the, the right to not answer the phone outside of work hours just passed in Australia, I mean the French would blush. Uh, a lot of these things that are coming through at the moment. Um, I feel like governments are trying to clamp down as businesses are going, you beauty, this could be the solution. So could the unintended consequence, I suppose, and this is the million dollar question, of governments trying to force businesses um, to go the way that the unions want, end up with the unions being a little bit red faced with fewer jobs? Possibly, yeah, possibly, because I mean, businesses will need to scramble to make sure that they could actually, uh, you know, sustain and, and exist with all of these new regulations. And 
I, I think that the, the businesses who do are really sort of forward thinking and, and, you know, with caution, embrace these new technologies are the ones who are going to be on the front foot, definitely. I went to uh, the National AI Centre, have these great webinars, and there was one on generative AI last week, and they said that generative AI could contribute $115 billion annually to Australia's economy by 2030. So wow. that means, you know, we may have a smaller workforce doing so much more work uh, than they ever could without the use of AI. And yeah, the issue of, of things like immigration as well, whether you will need to bring in so many, um, I guess, junior, young, skilled labour, uh, if generative AI can do that, could change things too. Just quickly talk to us about the ethical considerations around the displacement of, of, of human workers by AI. We all think it's a business thing, but surely it will come down to government. Oh, absolutely. And and I think too, I, I think you would have to really, to actually completely replace someone with AI, you would need to really explain why human would not be used in the loop there because that, that's where you get the ethics around whether it's fair and just but also uh, just giving that sort of power and control over to artificial intelligence uh, opens the uh, floodgates to so many sort of risk issues and other unethical behaviours. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Dr Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast, always appreciate your insights here on Ticker. Thank you. Thank you.